Welcome to the Below the Line podcast. My name is David Duggan, and I'm one of the members of a team made up of experts from the worlds of business, elite sport, adventure, and health and well-being. We are coaches, mentors, and advisors to some of the world's biggest companies and organizations, as well as smaller businesses, entrepreneurs, and people looking to make their mark on the world. Whether it's leadership, business, coaching, health, or simply life in general, we're really talking about performance our ability to show up as brilliantly as possible into all of these situations for ourselves and those around us. Each week, I sit down with a member of our team to discuss a performance-related topic connected to their area of expertise. We keep it short and sweet so that you can extract all the good stuff and get on with the rest of your day and hopefully put some of our knowledge, experience and expertise into play for yourself. This week, I am joined by a very special guest, Zanya Dahl. Zania is a woman of many talents with a background in sport, graphic design and art, who, along with having run her own graphic design agency in the past, has most recently stepped into the world of fine art as a painter. I wanted to ask Zania about what creativity means to her and what can those of us who do not necessarily operate in the arts or so-called creative industries learn about tapping into creativity and creative thinking and how we can apply it in our own lives and practice. For Zania, creativity is not simply an act, it is a way of being and seeing the world, and she gave me lots to think about over the course of this conversation. You can subscribe at www.belowtheline.ie where you can stay up to date with our podcast, as well as exclusive online events and sessions, including our next story coaching program, which starts on the 15th of November. Thanks for listening, and see you next week. Well, look, why don't I kick in with a, you know, seemingly stupid but simple question, but like, why is creativity so important in, in your view? Uh, because as human beings, we're inherently creative. It's just part of us. And I think it's it's sad that there's many people I come across who don't believe they are creative. It's just, it's nearly like a fundamental human birthright to be creative. It's the same as we have a capacity to love. We have a capacity to be creative. We just don't necessarily find ways to express it. Um, and there are so many opportunities for us to be able to express our creativity and you know I think some people think I'm not good at art or I'm not musical or I don't know how to dance I'm therefore not creative whereas it can be some very simple playful choices like wearing quirky socks or choosing something interesting for dinner or something you'd like to wear or you know creativity a lot of the time is play um And I think the problem is in this 24-7 culture of high performance that we live in, we don't find these opportunities for play. Um, And we just get stuck in this loop of routine. And um, yeah, I I sort of think about my my creativity comes from um, opportunities to just sense the world around me. And when I'm in a very stressed um, lifestyle I don't get those opportunities to sense things because I'm just stuck in thoughts and worries and getting to something on time and getting through the next task and it's all sort of um, recycle thoughts and recycle thinking and you get stuck in this loop of you know what am I going to put on my email what time is it going to be when I get there um, and when you kind of switch off from that and you just start receiving new sensory information and that's really where creativity comes from it's just the more sensory information you can receive the more connections you make and the more creative you'll be so 
you know, creativity just sort of happens. I don't think you can work on creativity. You just need to stay open to being in a state where you nearly download creative energy. It's it kind of, I think one of the biggest things for me is that it comes through you, not from you. Um, I think that's really important to remember because um, I think a lot of people just think that they have to generate it from within. And it really isn't. It's just being open to receive this creative energy that's all around us. We are energetic beings. We are creative energy. It's just receiving and expressing. Is creativity something for you that um, it comes through you? So it, it almost like it's a state you've got to get into and you've got to try and stay there as opposed to I'm being creative now and I just turn it on. Yeah, and I think even with my art, it's it's one form of expressing creative thinking. Um, but there's also a danger where, you know, if you if you keep hard at it over and over and you don't take this rest from it, you don't get an opportunity to top up with new information, new sensory experiences. And so you can it become, can become quite routine again. So it's just really important to just take these breaks and to just, again, go out and get new experiences. Um, and when I'm painting, sometimes an idea just pops into my head when I'm playing with my children or when I'm on a walk or just taking a break. Like it's really important as an artist to feed the well as well. Um, and yeah, I think I can, I can hone my skills as an artist um, by continually practicing, but I don't bring something new to the table unless I open myself up to new experiences outside of the studio. Um, and when you get those, those flashes of inspiration, do you kind of stop what you're doing immediately, capture the thought and then get back to it or what, what happens? Yeah, I, I, I scribble it down in an envelope. Like my ideas of paintings have just been scribbles, but it's just, ah, you know, and it could, it's just, I don't know, sometimes it's um, like, I see the picture in my head. It's just, yes. Or there's something that I just feel that I want to express. And I think a lot of creativity is actually born out of a feeling where, where you, you have a feeling that you want to express. And, you know, if you think of dance, it's expressing a feeling or art expressing a feeling or music. It's just kind of um, a lot of, a lot of creativity is driven by feeling. So sometimes I might see something that really resonates with me. It's like, say I see somebody homeless and I think I really want to, I really want to paint something that on that subject because that just really resonated with me or a scene I see that really resonates. And this again is the, the importance of being open to creativity that you're removing a lot of noise in your life. The more noise and clutter you can get rid of, the more you're able to receive. And those kind of moments where you just suddenly experience something that you recognize, I felt something really important there that really hit me strongly. And if you're really caught up in the stress of your day to day, you don't notice these feelings you're having all the time. If the noise is gone, you feel the feelings and this is then you just want in some way to express those feelings and whatever means, as I said, like it could be just how you dress, how you speak, who you talk to what you cook, what you paint, how you dance, how you sing, so many ways we can express our creativity that are, I think, maybe underestimated. And I think this is one of the things as well for people who may not believe themselves to be creative. Again, back to this high performance culture, there's so much of this outcomes and KPIs and getting better and being the best. And creativity isn't about success or failure. It's, it's like a movement. And there's an ebb and flow to it. And you sort of, it's really important with creativity. You sort of, 
something has to germinate, sort of a germination and then an incubation. And it's kind of going out and in and out and in. And that's like, it's like the cycle of nature. You know, you seeds germinate and then they bloom and they flourish and, and then they kind of die in this hibernation and then you come out again. And I think that's really important with creativity. There's no outcome put against it. And I think that's the problem with people who might try drawing and then they look at it and go, well, that's rubbish. I'm rubbish at drawing. I'm not creative. And actually it's the process. It's the feeling they're expressing. And any mark on the paper is just an expression of something very unique to you that no one else can do. And it's all this self-judgment and, you know, standards that we feel we have to reach instead of just enjoying the moment of expressing something that matters to you. Um, and there was a lovely um, sort of analogy that Rupert Spira, he's, he's, he's a non-dualist teacher, but he talks about um, if you see yourself as a stained glass window, um, if you think of stained glass windows, they're all completely different, but they all receive the same light. So the light is the creative energy and it filters through these windows in completely different ways. And how that energy, that creative energy gets filtered through you is completely unique to you. Um, and I thought that's a really nice way of thinking about we do have our own stamp to put on something, but we draw the creative energy from up there in the ether. It doesn't come from out of us. So that takes all the pressure off in a way. It just, it, you know, it's just there. It's around us. We're part of it. Um, it's just how we choose to express it. And talking, you know, you mentioned there that the KPI high performance culture how do you think creativity and engaging your creativity can help with being in that world? Well, it just, you become much more agile thinker. I think when you're, again, if we, if we think about creativity is you're just making connections between lots of different things and that's how something new comes about. So the more you're exposing yourself to, to different forms of stimuli, the more opportunity you have to make these connections. So, I mean, even if you're still a very busy person, as long as you're just exposing yourself to new information and new sensory input, you can still be creative in the workplace. You can still add creative ideas. Um, you just have to keep your, your, yourself in this condition of open awareness. Um, and, you know, in a workplace, you know, I would always recommend, you know, to remove the noises, you know, doing yoga or journaling or, or mindfulness or meditation, all of these things just help kind of remove the noise that's just cluttering the opportunity to be creative. One of the things I'm, I'm picking up from you is you're right, like a lot, a lot of people put creativity into a box and say, well, it's drawing, it's this, that or the other. But what I'm hearing from you is, no, it's it's a state of being. It's um, It's kind of getting yourself into that kind of channel type of receiving kind of mode is that right absolutely yeah and I mean if you if you look at small children I you know show me a child that isn't creative in whatever way they choose to be and we were all children once and I think this is the great sadness that we forget that we are inherently creative and that that side of us can sometimes get kind of just damped down through life um, and it's just a matter of kind of recognizing it I think a lot of it is just a lack of trust that it is part of us or just this lack of confidence or just this pressure and self-judgment and criticism. Um, and yeah, it's, it can just be expressed in so many different ways. And, it, you know, it's so simple to just indulge your creative side if you just remove this pressure of producing something and just 
treat it as a form of play and a form of self-expression and a, and a way of just feeling more deeply um, and sensing your world more deeply. It just becomes much richer for you um, than sort of going, I have to produce a song or write a great poem that I can share with others or I can, you know, I have to master the guitar in, in a week and, a, you know, because there's, there's so much of this 10 steps to X, Y, and Z, and we put ourselves under huge pressure and all the joy gets squeezed out then as a result, because we keep getting frustrated that we're not reaching the goals we set for ourselves to be as creative as the next person. Um, and what about, because I, I think I meant, mentioned to you in preparing for this, you know, one of the things I found during lockdown was, you know, when I played a bit of music or whatever, that that side that had kind of been creative for a long time was shut. And I found it kind of coming back again, but it made me realize oh, creativity is a muscle. If you don't use it, you lose it. First of all, would you agree with that idea? And second of all, how do you think we can uh, maintain that creative muscle in, for ourselves? Yeah, I mean, the, the practicing, like say playing the guitar or practicing art, yes, if you, if you step away from it for a, a while, your skills can get rusty but I don't believe you can lose your creativity. I believe that you can diminish your access to it by shutting off from it, but it is like, it's like a tap that's constantly available to you if you choose to open up to it. It's kind of like, I don't know where I'd heard this um, analogy before about you know a, a tap if it's unused for a long time and you turn it on and the water is all kind of brown and rusted, but after a while it just starts flowing really clearly and continuously. And I feel that that's a little bit like creativity. It's just this permanent source that's available. And um, by just by by just actively opening up to new experiences, like taking a walk to work in a different way, you know, spending time with your own children or your nephews or nieces or other children or neighbors' children is a great way to just switch your brain up. Meeting people, having conversations, looking at a new movie, um, having a look at an Instagram feed you would never normally look at to just switch your brain on to something completely new. And all of this, all of these new senses, they'll just cross pollinate in some really interesting way and just ideas will just come into your head. And I think sometimes these ideas, we don't notice they've come into our head because we haven't given the space for ideas to germinate. It's just boom, 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 next thing, next thing, next thing. And that for me is how, um, how you can be continuously creative, not by doing the same thing over and over, by doing lots of different things all the time. For people listening to this who aren't in a so-called creative industry, um, why might they seek to cre um, flex their creative muscle? Okay, well, I'll tell you, I have this, um, I have this list of, it's maybe 95 things, I won't go through all of them now, but it's from the, um, the artist way with Julia Cameron. It's one way to just practice your creativity. And like I'll even read, say, for, the, for example, the first 10, okay, just for opportunities to, to just um, it, be creative. So one, go for a walk, take your camera with you to document your experience. Two, stop by the library and check out some art books. Um, three, see an Oscar-nominated movie or foreign film. Um, Grab a stack of magazines and clip whatever looks interesting or cool to create your own inspiration board. Take a walk on a nature trail. Write a letter longhand on pretty paper to an old friend. Um, uh, sit in the driveway and make designs with pretty rocks. Um, 
sit on the porch swing and lean your head back as far as you can and look up the tree branches backward. I mean, it's just, it's just ways of playing. If, the, if, 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 you, if you look up ideas like creative inspiration, just ways of playing that are different from the normal day to day, that's how, and even though I'm practicing art, it's still, it's still a skill that requires concentration. And, but, but it's not always new ideas. I have my idea and then I execute it in art, but you can have the ideas come from being out and about, trying new things, trying things differently and trusting that the ideas will come. So if you're, if you're working in a bank and you've got a big problem to solve, you can still be creative in the way you solve that problem, but it's much easier for you to solve that problem if you go and do things outside to just let solutions fire up. Um, it just makes your brain more agile by just having it experience lots of different things and new, new sensations. Um, and there's something really interesting that I read. It's called, uh, it was a book called Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain. And it talks about how the right side of the brain is the space where we observe and create, and it's kind of outside of time. And then the left side is this logic and rationale. It's where we kind of, we learn to read and, and write and do numbers. And that's very much the dominant side of the brain. And that's also the dominant way of learning in the school curriculum. So when I paint, I move to the right side of my brain and I start um, stepping outside of time and I'm just observing shape and color. As soon as I switch to the left side of the brain and I start looking at that's an eye or that's a cheek or a nose, what happens is the left side of the brain goes, don't worry about trying to draw that accurately. I have a library of noses and eyes from your childhood. So we just pop that in, you just relax the right side of the brain and I'm just gonna draw this childlike eye on the paper. And that's why adults go, I really concentrated. I ended up drawing this picture with a childlike eye and a nose. That's because the left side has just taken over. And there's ways to trick that left side. So say, for example, you turn the, the photo upside down that you're going to draw and the left side of the brain goes, I hear that's too hard. I don't know what that is. And so the right side then kicks in and starts observing the shapes and colors and drawing it really accurately. So it's definitely something for people to try if they like the idea of art and like the idea of drawing, but they, they find it frustrating with their attempts is just whatever image they're copying as a practice, turn it upside down and just see how much more accurately your brain will follow what it sees um, when it's relying on the right side of the brain. It's really interesting. And then one other little tip I, I had seen somewhere, which is also really interesting is um, if you, if you switch your eyes horizontally left to right about 30 times, it helps you engage both left and right sides of your brain. And apparently, if you do this in order to solve a problem, you can come up with far more solutions to a problem by just doing that simple exercise of moving your, your eyes left and right. Um, they've done a number of tests on that. They've given, they've given a bunch of people an object like a Coke bottle, and they've said, okay, come up with a number of uses for this empty Coke bottle. And when the, when the, the people are trying to come up with ideas, they may come up with three or four and then they get them to do this exercise of switching their eyes left and right horizontally, and they can come up with 20 to 30 different ideas. It's really, really interesting how actually it's the balance between the two. It's that switching back and forth. And I think that's where the point I'm making about new sensory experiences, you're just, your, your brain is taking in things, new things. It's all switching across left and right. And that's how creativity is born by just making connections and creating new ideas.
listening to all that, it seems to me as well that um, it, there's a big link between creativity and movement. Would you agree? Um, not necessarily movement. I mean, you can sit in a chair and create entire worlds in your head. You can go off into really interesting places. Um, but um, And you can also just observe. You can sit and observe and really notice things for the first time. Um, it, it, it's really kind of looking at things with new eyes. And, and sometimes if we're in the same familiar environment, that fresh pair of eyes gets lost. And that's why it's kind of important to just change your environment a little bit. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say it's movement itself, but the way you express creativity should be seen as a form of play and movement. Yes, it's not a I have to hit this goal. It has to be expressed and achieved in this particular way. Um, and it's something I'm continually having to do with my art where I try not to control the outcome. So I have a vision in my head of what the painting should be like, but actually the most rewarding paintings for me is when there's a little bit um, of openness to what I'm painting, where I, where I let the paint kind of make its way onto the canvas or do something interesting or a happy accident. That's actually the most, where you haven't controlled the outcome. It's the most rewarding going, oh, the paint did that for me. I love that effect. I totally didn't anticipate it. And that's purely from letting go a little bit and letting the paint play rather than me controlling the process. The other thing actually we, we hadn't mentioned because we, we've both um, had experience of it was comedy improv is improvisation as another I forgot to suggest that as another really really important and fabulous way to exercise creativity that's accessible to everybody and again I know loads of people who find that whole idea absolutely terrifying but it's one of the ways um, for those who don't know about comedy improvisation it's just this um, spontaneous form of creating stories. It's not like stand-up comedy where it's one person who's prepared their material and they deliver a really funny performance. Comedy improv is no preparation for the scene. You have to do improvisation with another person and you build the scene together and you've no idea what the other person is going to bring to the scene and they've no idea what you're going to bring and you just build and build and build and there's no there's you've no idea what the outcome is going to be and it's such a it's such a creatively energizing practice and there's lots of courses happening in Dublin you can do six-week courses um, and just try it out but I think the beauty of that is you're playing so many different roles and again going back to creativity the amount of stimuli the amount of the unexpected the amount of play it's just creativity without any outcome or product it's pure play for adults it's just an incredible form of um creative expression and then lastly what is it about creativity that you think people should be aware of um or consider in terms of their own lives i think um to me i think creativity is, is as important as love it's it's like it's it's so inherently human and i think if if that's blocked it's difficult to be fully happy i mean I think love and creativity go hand in hand. It's the same as if you're a human and you don't get an opportunity to express your love or receive your love. You're incredibly um, miserable. It's in a lot of pain. And I think with individuals who don't get an opportunity to express their creativity, they're holding themselves back because creativity is an expression of something that's part of you. And it's a, a feeling that's within you. And if that part of you is hampered or not given an opportunity to express itself, you're in some ways stifled so I think it's you know 
it's just, it's such an important thing to exercise on a daily basis in very small ways. It doesn't have to be this big thing. It doesn't have to be related to the arts. It can be just be very, very small. Um, and I think by doing it, you feel far more alive um, and a happier person. Fantastic. That was great. Thanks a million. Really fascinating.